Holman, can I interest you in a uh, very expensive car audio system, maybe in the tens of thousands of dollars? Is that uh, something you'd be interested in? Uh, something I want to know about, and uh, no, all of my tens of thousands of dollars are tied up in project vehicles and firearms and bourbon. Hmm. But wait, the project vehicles need audio systems, just maybe not mm. really, really expensive, new- high-quality no. ones. The newest one doesn't. The newest one, which is your your... Uh, Willys or whatever the hell it is? The uh, Ford GPW. GPW. What does the GPW stand for? It's a general purpose Willys design. Okay. Because right. the Willys versions were GP for general purpose. And Bantam, Willys, and Ford all competed to make what's now known as a Jeep. General purpose. GP. Jeep. And that's where that came from. The contract, uh, Ford had, I think, a little bit better car. Willys had more powerful engine. Contract from the U.S. government went to Willys. And said, basically, uh, here, you guys won, but you don't have the production capacity, so Ford, you build a bunch of them too. And Ford went, okay, but we don't want your warranty complaints from Willys. We're not fixing theirs. So Ford instituted a bunch of little designs, differences on theirs, like certain panels are radiused and stamped, and in the back they call it a script body, the early GPWs, because they have Ford across the back, and things like that. All the little bolts had little Ford Fs on them, just so they would know which ones were there. Right. So once the uh, military took over basically the warranty work on these old Jeeps, they didn't need to be brand specific because the maintenance depots did it, and then you didn't have to have branded vehicles, and the military got what they wanted, which is a, a Jeep made by multiple suppliers that they could go out and all that stuff. So I've got one. Uh, it's actually the very first Jeep I ever drove, every, very first 4 by 4 I ever drove, so I have uh, some sentimental value. Uh, my uncle bought in 69 or 70 as a project, and it went up to his ranch out in northern San Diego County where uh, he – Ran around his ranch vehicle for decades and about 15 years ago got a UTV and parked it in a container when there it sat and he asked me if uh, I wanted it. And I went, I've been jonesing for a new flat fender. I always regretted giving up my 51 and uh, I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So we're pulling it out of the container on uh, July 16th. It's going to run for the first time in, I don't know, like 15 years or something, hopefully. And uh, I might give you a ride. I appreciate that. May give me a ride. Well, I might need to come by your house just so you could be in a you know seventy eight year old vehicle or something like that. I'd, I, I I'm interested in that. But are you saying that this GPW uh-huh. isn't worthy of a uh, uh, a an Alpine F1 system worth maybe more than $30,000? Well, it's not enclosed, so it would be a lot of sound out into the ether, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, for one. And, uh, you know, uh, hearing a Dauntless 225 V6 is kind of cool. It's not that it's not worthy of it. It's just that's a lot of coin. And I know that it's worth every bit of that coin because of the exclusivity and because of the components used. Uh, but I'm going to spend that to uh, make this old thing run. I, I just had some 1911 parts. I'm getting that upgraded. I've got uh, some some bourbons that I've been uh, getting into. I just I don't have the money. So, but but Alpine is my priority. Right. So you'll be happy to know that I lined up mother Steve Brown, marketing director of Alpine USA's aftermarket division. Now I've known Steve for decades, and he's the king. They are launching the new F1 system, which is the holy grail. No, the F1 status. F1 st- Oh, thank you. Look, you, I should have known you, that. Yeah, yeah, F1 status, right? Because I have low status. Who's the audiophile now, Lightning? Yeah, that was true. Well, you looked at his bio and saw what we were talking uh, about. No, I'm on the Alpine USA website right now. Okay, okay. Well, listen, F1 status is coming this fall, and I am super amped, and I know I can't afford it. I don't care. I'm still going to lust over it. I'm going to drool all over my keyboard. Are you going to try and get him to give you one? He won't. No, I can guarantee you he won't. 
I was super. Well, like, you don't have anything to put it in anyway. I, I don't have. Ah, I could. I could put it in the uh, in the Benz in the Benzo. Huh. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, overpowering for a two seat vehicle though. No, it's a roadster. Top comes down. You know what I'm That's saying? Same problem. My my uh, old GPW is a roadster too. Yeah. If you're into car audio like I am, this is going to be a good episode of the Truck Show podcast. All right. Well, before we get into that, of course, we have to thank Nissan. Uh, have you uh, been in a Nissan Titan lately? Uh, yeah, but just shy of two months ago, I was ripping that exhaust note of that uh, 5.6 liter endurance V8. Oh, were you enjoying the uh, comfortable seating from the zero gravity seats? Uh, you know I was. That high quality interior? That too. Uh, Fender audio system? Oh, you betcha. Titan boxes? Faux show. <laughs> really? Faux show? Is <laughs> uh, yeah, your yeah. answer on that one? Yeah, you don't like that? All right. Well, if you're uh, looking for a half ton truck as an upgrade to your driveway, then you want to head over to uh, NissanUSA.com where you can build and price the Titan that will impress your wife and your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Build one bad mamma jamma. Build one bad. Really? We're going Mamma Jamma now? Yeah. Come on, what, what, what's wrong? You don't like this? this stuff? Come on. <laughs> I'm just, uh, here, you do the rest of the read. Okay. So if you're looking for a groovy truck, one that's the cat's meow, maybe the bee's knees, it's totally jamming, it's the prime article. You got to hit your local Nissan dealer. The prime article, really? <laughs> well, Nissan, uh, Nissan's going to fire both of us if we don't uh, yeah. tell people that it's the truck with the most standard power tech and safety features in its class, starting at just 36,950. You don't think it's the bee's knees? No, I'm not saying it's not the bee's knees. I'm just don't know where you're channeling your verbiage tonight. Yeah, you don't think that the, the new Titan can bust a groove? Uh, I do know that it has the most standard horsepower and torque in its class. Uh, has the most standard safety and technology in its class. Mm-hmm. Best in class standard 8-inch screen in Apple CarPlay. And America's best truck warranty at five-year, 100,000 miles. That's rad. <laughs> Head over to <laughs> NissanUSA.com where you can build the Titan that will impress all your friends or go down to your local Nissan dealer. Don't tell them we sent you. Just go buy the truck. And if you're looking for parts with the power of lightning, check out our friends at DuraLessParts.com. Uh, I don't know if I would make that claim, but if you're in the need for a new battery for your truck, you want to try the Duralast Pro Power, which delivers OE or better cranking apps and reserve capacity with a nationwide five-point roadside assistance warranty. Duralast Pro Power batteries come with a full frame stamp power grid, providing long-lasting, dependable power that resists shorts, improves charging, with 66% more corrosion resistance and 70% better electrical flow. Pro Power, reliable power for the customer who is conscious and just wants to get back on the road with a one-year warranty. Pro Power Plus meets or exceeds OE for the customer that wants a dependable factory replacement with a two-year warranty. Pro Power Ultra, designed to outperform OE for the customer who needs more starting power for extreme climates and power-hungry applications. Comes with a three-year warranty and up to 1,000 cranking amps. And, of course, the Pro Power AGM absorbed glass mat battery provides starting power, deep cycle capability, and advanced technology for vehicles with accessories that demand greater power. The AGM batteries have two times the cycle life of conventional batteries, cycles more, recharges faster. The three-year warranty. DuralastParts.com. If you can't find a battery for your truck, then you can gag me with a spoon. Well, Lightning, while we're on the topic of maps, can I uh, <laughs> maybe Wait, what? <laughs> introduce you to OnyxMaps.com, okay. where you can check out the Onyx off-road map, either uh, on your laptop or across all of your devices. Onyx has over 550,000 miles of off-road trails. Psh, ain't nothing. <laughs> 550,000 You find open trails near you, track trips, add custom waypoints, download maps for offline use, use their interactive maps where you can tap on the map for more detailed information, find campsites and non-ethanol fuel stations, use their 3D and satellite maps. What if I want ethanol fuel stations? Then you just go to a regular fuel station. Oh, I see. Okay. And of course, uh, Onyx uses across all your devices, so you can download it in the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, and any changes made on your phone, on your tablet, or on your laptop will go across your entire account. 
Onyx is the mapping software that I personally rely on when I'm going in the backcountry. Onyxmaps.com, select the off-road app, and you can start a free seven-day trial. They don't even ask for your credit card. But of course, after your free trial, which includes waypoints, tracking, weather, aerial, hybrid, topo base maps, all sync through the cloud, you're going to want to step up to either premium or elite. Premium ads, featured trails, unlimited save maps, photo waypoint, 3D maps, and more. $29.99 a year. That's less than a tank of gas. Or you can step up to Elite, which adds all the premium features plus property boundaries, landowner names, lot info, and more for $99.99 a year. And guess what? Still less than a tank of gas for a lot of you guys out there. Onxmaps.com. Bargain-tastic. What? The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman yeah that'd be us right there this guy and that guy right there can you see us here we are Come through your speaker holes. Why are you ruining the show? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I, I'm punchy. I'm punchy. You are punchy. Did you I don't not know. have caffeine today? No. You know what? I'm really Too excited. Too much caffeine today? I'm excited to get to mother Steve Brown. Did you eat today? Well, I had a hostess ding dong, and then I had a cupcake. You're a ding dong. And then I had a, a G- Ghirardelli's chocolate. Is it Ghirardelli's or Ghirardelli's? Ghirardelli's. Ghirardelli's. Yeah. I had a Ghirardelli's uh, chocolate ball with like some kind of caramel in the middle. Okay. And then I had a cactus cool. <gasps> I'm outing me right now as having stolen stuff from the uh, the green room again. Shh. Can we just uh, <laughs> let's, let's just start with Steve Brown? Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's dial Mr. Steve Brown of Alpine. Hello. Mother f- Steve Brown. How you doing? What's going on, guys? <laughs> What's happening? A long time no talk. Oh, we're we're yeah, all sitting. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, I think, your third appearance on the show. I, I believe it is. You guys have quite the resume. I was looking on your site. You guys have been busy. It's all lies. So uh, we, we paid somebody to uh, fluff it up for us, if uh, if you will. No, we, we have been very <laughs> fortunate, Steve. Since the last time we spoke to you, we have had uh, all the designers from all the major OEs. We've had uh, heads of engineering. We've had uh, uh, <laughs> entrepreneurs of the yin-yang. Like it's, it's a it's the real deal podcast. I think now. And just think, we started with you after uh, you know all these years. You're you're still around to see our success, Dad. I know. You know <laughs> I feel I feel so proud. I really do. You know the thing. Oh, before we get into the interview, we do have to play uh, the intro. So hold on, just one second. Welcome to the parts department. Screw, nut, filter, oil, grill, tools. Wheels, tires, brakes, lights, ears, belts. And your wife warns you not to. Don't you spend our money. And then you'll want to come back. Hey, Steve Brown, he's wanted to come back twice now. Yeah? Yeah, he does come back. So, A, both of our wives are happy about this particular parts department because both of our wives love music and they love when we crank it. Now, my wife country music lately which drives me cuckoo and then Holman mine as well Jay oh, thank you dang what is up with that mine's rocking a uh, classic rock and she likes oh, really? to turn it way up now when you say classic rock are you Perfect. mean like Bon Jovi no, that classic or like Beatles 
Neither of those are. Oh, well, then are you talking about Depeche Mode? Because that's considered classic rock now. What? what it is. What's wrong with you? No, I'm talking about like Tom Petty and stuff like that. Well, that okay. I'm just saying. It depends <laughs> on when you were born. Way to, way to bookend the uh, the segment. It there. depends when you were born. What classic rock is to you? That's why I'm saying. Uh, I don't think that. I it's think absolutely the, uh, true. It's it depends. Yeah, classic rock to these kids now is New Order, Depeche Mode, all the stuff from the eighties. Yeah, that's not, classic. It, rock. My wife is not one of these kids now. Number one. So and number number two is it depend like the undies you're wearing right now in uh, your old age? Is that I, why your classic I, rock I, uh, I do not meter wear is depends. so no. far off? <laughs> uh, well, okay. So Steve, the reason we're calling you is a because it's been way too long since we've caught up with you. Uh, Agreed. There's, there's been a lot of uh, changes at Alpine. I I can't recall if we spoke to you. Just right before, before the, the move, move or I after think, the yeah. move. You know, I they, believe it was. So, I think it was right before. Right before. For those of you in Southern California, you know Alpine was a staple in Torrance. They were right next to Toyota and Honda, kind of nestled yep. in there. And they worked with the OEs, as they still do. And then they moved about, what, two years ago to Michigan, yep. correct? Yep, that's right. And we actually already had an office in Michigan. We just expanded it. You were already working with the OEs there oh, yeah. as kind of a satellite office. And then the whole operation went out there. Now, some of the employees decided to go find other gigs here in Southern California, as, as some would. And then you stuck yep. with the company. You're, you're a lifer now. Shortly <laughs> after you went, you went as some kind of a bizarre sales rep, helping out like Four Wheel Parts and some other companies, big chains. And now, though, you transitioned to being the director of marketing is that is that correct that's correct yep so you're the guy that lightning calls oh wait you've always been the guy that lightning calls but now <laughs> now you yeah. have some juice now he's got dude you're but, right well but, yeah. i wish here's the thing though <laughs> steve has always had juice for those that don't know steve i wish i would recommend the old-fashioned car audio podcast but it's 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 tough to get through it's dense and <laughs> but steve was a great guest on that podcast and it was hosted by some super car audio geeks, friends of mine. Oh, yeah. But Steve, oh, went, too. Steve yeah. went in the way, way back machine and talked about his history and how he got into the industry and in building show cars and then getting a gig at Alpine as like a very junior level R&D guy and then building show cars. And then he went on to like superstardom in the car audio world. And then, I mean, when Steve would walk into a room in the heyday Lightning in the 90s. Swoon. No, guys just like me would swoon. No, no, it's literally. True. Exactly like, what I just said. I, I mean, I was going to say no, but it's true. Right. Like, he literally, if I, if Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam were in a room and Steve Brown is standing next to him, I don't give a rat's ass about, about Eddie Vedder. I'm talking to Steve all day. <laughs> wow, I'm so honored. And Steve's like, get away from me. I want to talk to Eddie Vedder. Yeah, is this you know how you mean? sold him on getting uh, on the podcast? You just swooned all over his uh, phone call or something? It's been a while. Text? It has been a while. We haven't seen him. You know, so I'm, I come from a different perspective. I don't really care how my music is delivered as long as it sounds good. I don't get yeah. all nerdy no, about yeah, the audio sure. file stuff. I'm like your average customer. And I, I've got a, you know, my 20 JL has the upgraded Alpine system in it. And my old JK, yep. I had the aftermarket Alpine system with the big head unit in it. So I've been both a... Both systems. Yeah. So I've been a, a Alpine customer on both sides of the fence. Yeah. You know, you've seen what we're able to do on, on you know, both ends, on the OE and on the aftermarket. I think it's important to kind of see both sides of it. You know, there's, there's different requirements on both, you know, on the aftermarket, on the OEM. But, you know, the aftermarket's... A little more free to do special projects like the one that we're talking about, for example, you know, so it gives us a little more flexibility and it's, you know, it allows us to, 
you know, kind of promote the brand sometimes. And that's what's, that's what's cool about F1 status for us. Let's talk about F1 status. That's what I started seeing the ads, I think on Instagram. And then I looked on the site. I'm like, oh my God, they're bringing it back. Like F1, F1 status. Bringing it back. F1 status is like the holy grail for audio enthusiasts, car audio enthusiasts. It, it was the benchmark the halo. What's right? old As, is new again. Broncos, F1 status. I'm right? telling you, but there have there. It's not like it's a line that they just kept updating. It would it would come out and then disappear, and then a new unit would come yep. out a, a few years later, maybe half a decade later would come it's out. It's like the McRib. Yeah. You never know when it's going to be right. there, but you're happy to see it. And if you go it's on, it's going to be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's exactly right. <laughs> and if you go on eBay and look for some of these old units, they command a hefty Looking price. Right now, yeah. uh, oh, Alpine seriously. F1 Status DVI 9990J DVD audio video system, uh, twenty nine thirty seven on eBay right oh at this exact moment. Oh my god. So a, that's probably just a head unit. Yeah, the uh, Alpine F1 Status uh, CDA seventy nine ninety J CD player. Uh, nine hundred bucks. Another one for a thousand bucks. Another one for fifteen hundred bucks. Another one for three thousand bucks. Steve, yep. t- take us back a minute and tell us how did we? How was F one status launched? Was it? I feel like, and I could be wrong. It was in the nineties. We launched it at CES two thousand, and you know the the point of it really at that time was to to kind of maximize, and really the point of all the systems had been to maximize the available format, whatever that is. You know, at the time, the first one was CD. And the second one was based on DVD and the new ones really, you know, it's digital because that's what's, you know, that's what's going on now. And, and, you know, we've kind of reached a benchmark too with the, with the tech. So it's, it's, it's the right time, you know, it's time to bring out a system like this again. And we've kind of, Alpine's always looked at it that way. Like when, when it's, when there's an opportunity to make it better and make a better system and, and push and advance the market, that's when we you know, develop F1 status to do that. And that's why we feel it's time to do it again. So this amazing platform was started in the late 90s. It was at a weird time because there was Napster. And Napster was the degradation of of music. It's when music yeah. just got eroded. When I, And I mean that by poor quality audio, poor quality, low, right. low bit rate MP3s. So yep. here and they is, were bad, very and they audible, awful, awful. Like just like compressed. You hit the hi hat yeah. and it yeah. would just even on a stock, yeah. Yeah. even on a poor stock system, you can tell. Yeah, you could really tell. And, and so here's here's all young people, you know, teens and and early twenties sharing these things like mad, and then yep. then you've got a company that is the authority in audio releasing. The top quality, you know, the equivalent of like tube home amplifiers, like the absolute best. And so you had this dichotomy between crap music in the marketplace and Alpine with F1 status and all the audio heads going, this is amazing. And all the young people going, I don't understand. I don't care. As long as I can hear my trap music, you know, and the, the bass is heavy. Was there trap back in the late 90s? I'm looking at you right now going, explain yourself. It might not have existed, yeah. Explain how that launched and and what kind of life did it take on? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it it took on uh, kind of a a legacy because we didn't really make that many of them. You know, it's never been a high production piece. You know, like I said, the first one was about CD and then we – it, that you know it, it lasted for a couple years in the market but it was really mainly focused on the head unit you know the the second system was when we really introduced the concept of of selling it and using it as a complete system and the new one is even more so that way and it's become kind of more necessary because of the way that the the system has to operate you know what i mean based on the media that it's designed to play back so let's start at the top of the christmas tree with the with the, the star on top and that is the head unit now 
Let's talk about how the F1 status head unit is different. So let's go back to like CD. I, I really like the illustration you have on the website, which takes a CD and, and says a CD is at 44.1 kilohertz. That's 44.1 thousand mm -hmm. samples per second. So yep. for every second that you're listening to, imagine a, a 44,000 vertical lines and each one represents a, a piece of music, all right? A moment in time. I like to think of it. Like, imagine, if, imagine if you're like recording it at a concert, but you're not recording it all the time. You're recording it in little moments, and you're doing it 44,000 times a second, right? You're turning it off and on, that off. Record, record, okay. record, record. Now, it, now yep. what, what happens though, right, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, is in the moments where you're not recording, the algorithm patches in what it thinks should be in the silence or in the in, in the gaps, Right. Right, and that's where the issue lies. And how are that's you exactly? The and, and and so, how does F one status correct well, this? Well, and what before you go down into the technology that corrects us for non audiophiles mm -hmm. who might be listening to this for the first time, at what rate or what measure of samples per whatever second samples per second, right? Does the human ear recognize that? Well, that's arguable. Uh, that's arguable. Okay. Well, well, it is, but there, there, there's a good reason that CD is that is that number, and the reason that CD was targeted as that number is because basically, your frequency that you can your media can play back is really half of that number. That means that CD can reproduce just a little past twenty k, twenty thousand hertz, which is really the limit of human hearing, you know, in ideal conditions. You know, this the idea though is there's still a lot of music kind of past that point. And even with CD, there's a lot of room for improvement. So, okay, so let's go to uh, a analog recording of something that's high fidelity. Right. Yep. And let's translate that to the digital world. What is the sample rate that's considered lossless? Where is it 128? Is it, what is it where it's well, so good digitally that it, it matches? Or is there anything that actually does match in analog recording? That's the right question. And the answer is it's really impossible to get it perfect. Right. But you can get it cl ever closer. And the, the, the max that the studios can record at right now is 384, 32. So 384 kilohertz, 32 bit. That's what this system, the new system can reproduce. It's the first car audio system to be able to reproduce that level of, you know, sample rate. Damn. And it, it's huge. And, you know, the, the issue up to this point is really the, the size of the files are so massive. Um, but, you know, now with, you know, 5G with storage capability and being what it is, it's a lot easier to manage a large file. So now, you know, we, we basically built like a digital hot rod to handle these massively big uncompressed files. Does that require so now, a massive processor or have the processors oh yeah. been so good up to this point that it was managing file size that was the, uh, the, the bottleneck? It requires multiple of the best processors available. Let's put it that way. Wow. And... It requires a management system because the issue that you really have with digital files is keeping everything kind of in sync throughout the system. And, you know, like th to me, this is probably the coolest tech about this whole system. OK, and without going into geek detail, so that there's a clock inside this thing and it manages the signal. So the you know, the, the frequency that it switches at that it that it you know, that it samples at, it has to keep that the same all the time under all conditions. So it uses a crystal that vibrates right you basically spike it with a little bit of electricity and it vibrates super cool right now the problem is it vibrates at different frequencies based on temperature so in order to, to prevent that we actually put it inside of a temperature controlled oven 
So there's a little temperature controlled oven inside that processor that keeps that clock at the perfect temperature. So it always clocks at the same frequency. Like it's that level of detail that we took on this system to make sure that there's no digital distortion. Now, are, are you talking about the OCXO Ducalon crystal oscillator? <laughs> Sounds like I'm making that up. I can't even, I can't I even get my pizza. I can't even get my pizza reheated to the right temperature in my oven <laughs> where either it's, it's molten cheese or that's cold in the middle, yet you guys are taking a piece of electronics inside of an automotive environment, inside of something that's already probably throwing yeah. out all sorts of BTUs and melting oh, yeah. the dashboard around you and keeping it just at that little perfect temperature. Just perfect. Yep. So your, your, your Mariah Carey sounds great. <laughs> you mean Jay's? Jay's Mariah Carey. No, I do not, dude. That's uh, my antichrist, all Mariah you, Carey. Yeah, all you. So you've got like you, you've got the things that you've improved upon the sample rate, increasing it to the max sample rate, which yeah. which is now how does how does that three eighty four compare to FLAC FLAC? So for you audio geeks, there are some streaming services that will stream in yeah. FLAC, right? Which is I forgot what FLAC stands for. Something loss, lossless. Audio, audio compression. Compression, okay. The compression formats are really, they're, they're limited depending on the format. And, it, you know, it depends on which kind of system you're operating. You know, these files that we're talking about can only be played back in certain formats with certain, you know, with certain services, basically. So, you know, we've partnered with Tidal on the... on the Tidal, uh, that's on the one I was thinking of. Yes, okay. Yeah, we partner with Tidal on the playback side. So we're actually connecting the head unit to a DAP, which is a digital audio player, which if you're an audiophile, you've probably heard of the name Turn, and they make a, a really high-end digital player. We partner with them to make a version of it for us. What was the name? You, you, well, you, you just, just what, what do you think the bit rate of this phone call is right now? About 96? <laughs> I know. Well, Steve's his cell phone connection keeps cutting out. He's very, he's very compressed. Yes. <laughs> Super compressed. Yeah, or is it, is it really? Sorry, Please, yeah. people, listen. This is not what your new Alpine <laughs> F1 system is going to sound like. It's going to be at least two times better than uh, Steve yeah, Brown's voice is, on here. This is crap Verizon, <laughs> right? Phone call quality yeah right yeah. what was the name of the the uh the service you just referenced astel, astel and kern is the name of the player okay never heard of that interesting yeah look jay you're gonna want to look it up because it's like it's right up your alley. i'm looking at it right now it looks pretty cool you've sampled you're you've you've cured the sampling issue for now and then right? i want you to explain why you're so proud of getting rid of jitter well, the, the jitter is a, just a result of the sampling rate. Right? So you're, you're, the faster, think about like a motor, okay, for a, a reference. To, for, you know, we're talking to car guys, right? The faster a motor spins, the faster everything inside of it happens, and the better the parts have to be to survive that kind of RPM, right? That's kind of the same thing with this. You know, the faster you're clocking this thing, the better the parts have to be inside of it to handle the speed and to make sure that the speed doesn't cause distortion. That's basically jitter. When you talk about digital distortion, that's, you know, it's jitter. It's, it's a clock misalignment from one product to another. And we just eliminated that by making one clock in the center in the, you know, in the processor and putting, you know, A to B digital transmission between the head unit and the processor. So it's, it's as perfect as it can be. So I'm looking online here. It says that the Alpine F1 status system will consist of the aforementioned Astle and Kern partnership uh, digital audio player, a one-din head unit with full-color display, an eight-channel digital sound processor with the highest processing power ever put into a car audio DSP, a Class D amplifier featuring ultra-blue technology for the highest sound quality, and a four-way ultra-high-end speaker system. 
Mm-hmm. It's a lot of uh, interesting bits. Well, well. And, and so that's, but I want, remember, I'm starting at the top of the Christmas tree, right? And I want to work our way down. We're going to get to the speakers being the last part of it. So then we move down and we're at, we've got the head unit. And by the way, the single din is the one that you, you're all familiar with. That just means that it's what, two and a half inches tall and seven and 7.5 wide yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah, it's basically two by seven. You It'll know, fit seven. in your old Honda Accord, no problem. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. pretty much. Your exactly. 96 Accord will drop right in there. And then if you got a, if a double din, you're going to have to somehow adapt for it, I'm sure, or buy one of his ILX well, units, something like that. But, you know, honestly... We, with modern vehicles, you know, we, we expect that this thing's probably going to be installed alongside of a factory system. So, you know, you, basically it has an input that can allow it to work off of, a, you know, a, another audio source, like an analog audio source. So, for example, you could, you know, hook it up to your, you know, in, in integrated radio in your vehicle and then have, you know, the system run separately. So you have kind of a high end, you know, ultra listening mode and then a regular daily mode that the system would operate in. That's that's creative because ultimately we were going to ask you what happens because so many car audio systems are, are are good enough for the average person. Or at least originating off the factory radio. You know what I mean? Whether you're going to build a system, that's good. But, you know, changing the head unit is not an option in a lot of new vehicles. Right. That's what I was getting at. So that's interesting that you can piggyback off the off the factory yep. system. Okay. So then let's move through and I think some of the magic in the F1 is also the digital signal processing or as you'll hear the geeks call it DSP. Explain what that is for the layman. Well, I mean it allows you to process the signal. It allows you to, to you know, correct for the things that happen in a car. Time correction to a misalign, you know, to to correct for misaligned seating and misaligned speaker positioning or, you know, reflections in the car, things like that. All the things that cause, you know, poor sound in the car, it really allows the to, the the really finest level of detailed processing and in particular time correction. You know, when you're talking about detailed arrival time of each speaker relative to the to the listening point, you know, it can it can really narrow that time down to a level that's really never been possible before. And that's again because of the processing power. So for a skilled tuner, it's got it. And, you know, it's really able to 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 uh to to extract the most out of the equipment and can you just give us a quick insight into what would that look like if like uh a skilled tuner sits down in the driver's seat it does he crack open a laptop and plug in and then move the sound spatially around the cabin yep that's exactly right you know the system actually includes tuning by our alpine experts so you know it once the system is purchased we actually send dedicated personnel to tune the system we have a specialized you know a microphone array that we use and you know that's how exclusive this thing is i mean we're you know it's it's very expensive it's very high end you know it's not going to be sold by a bunch of a bunch of viewers it's really going to be just our kind of really our kind of top top tier uh level dealers that are going to be able to to uh to uh, sell this thing so it's you know it's exclusive are, are you going to dissuade certain customers from buying this based on their vehicle? And I don't mean like a crappy vehicle. I mean, like, there's nothing you can do with this Honda Civic or there's nothing you can do with this old Ram truck. Well, hold on. Right? Doesn't this system cost more than a Honda Civic? Uh, it probably does. Yeah, but, I would guess Oh, so. yes. Yeah, it does. Okay, well, I mean, let's say- you know, All like, I'm I, hearing is the best, the best, the best, the best. And, yeah. And, and Steve is uh, just right through this whole interview just- just taking a knife and scraping all the cream right off the top of this thing, <laughs> one thing after the other. <laughs> That's what's happening. No, but I mean, like, would he's you, a uh, he's an artisan. He's is a this, is it audio artisan. Well, like, if you're selling, you know, Picassos at an auction, do you go like, no, sir, you live in a condo, you can't. No, have this you go give right? me the money. Okay. Is your money green? It's all about it's all about priorities. That's right. 
Some people live in a condo so they can own a Picasso. Yeah, okay. Own a Ferrari or whatever, you know. So then let's let's keep on going down down the list here. We have you, you go from the uh, the signal processor to the speakers. Yep. Now, ah, we're we're hold from, on. You're missing one important important what, step, Jay. Oh, the amplifier. The Holy amplifier. crap, the amplifier. Wow, Jesus. Yes. That's not important at all. <laughs> Wait a minute. Even this podcast has amplifiers. Gotta I have a stack of them right because here. Because how do you make the speakers move without the amplifier? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, come right, on. Come all on. Right. All right, rookie mistake. That's all right. We're back on track. So, so he just started amplifier. here. Yeah, right. One hundred and eighty-two <laughs> episodes ago, I started. Yes, more than that <laughs> sucks. I never got any better. All oh, right. you? I, I wouldn't say that's true. <laughs> the amplifier. You know, the, the amplifier itself isn't really like the main story. I mean, it's obviously it's it's a bad boy, and it'll you know plays past a hundred thousand hertz and all that cool stuff, but. What's really unique about it is the connection. It's actually a, an XLR connection from the processor to the app, which is from your pro audio and uh, studio days. You know, is a, is a very popular uh, professional audio grade connection. Yeah, balanced. Now, balanced. why did That's you really decide important. to? Yeah, okay, so it's because of the balancing. A balanced connection, especially in a musical environment, is great because you're not relying on that floating ground. You've, you have a comparative signal. So you have a kind of a positive and negative version of the signal. And you can compare them at the end and make sure it's the same, and it's pretty much ideal. Are you the first guys to put uh, XLR in a car stereo application? I'm not familiar with one. You know, I haven't seen it before. I, I wouldn't claim to be the first, but I have not seen it used, at least not recently, in car. That'll make, like, bands and people who the, – the type of person who would be inclined to buy this system – will also feel comfortable with it with XLR connections. Like, oh my God, I've never seen this in a car. Could you imagine how you bad know? this podcast is going to sound on an F1 status system? It'll be like we're right there with them in their well, laps. Well, you know what's funny is that we encode this at 160 kilobits. That's what they all want. Should That's we what do Spotify it? and everybody else wants, and it's it's crappy. I don't like it, but well, you're not playing can we do a special bonus episode yeah. where it's 384 or whatever, and then we put it out for Alpine <laughs> so they can cool. hear people can listen to the podcast uh, at full bit rate on their. Uh, no, F1 you know status. what we do is we do a lot of that. Uh, what's what's that called when you go and you make you make no? We're not doing AMSR. Yeah, no. AMSR. What yeah. is it with you and AMSR? Knock it off. <laughs> That's sensory. No, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. So Steve's going to be at CES next year, right? And he's going to be like, yeah. you have to listen to this. Right, and he's gonna have this huge music selection. Let us be the uh, the the talking <laughs> the talking portion of that sample, and everybody will hear us in crystal clear clarity. That'd be awful. Would be awful. You <laughs> yeah, think it would be awful. You guys should hear this podcast at three eighty four. It's horrible. And listen to his beard rub across the windscreen of the microphone. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear the sensitive detail of the wisp? <laughs> exactly. So you you mentioned as if it were no big thing. The amplifier goes up to. Would you say a hundred k? Yeah, yeah. So the, flat. the the human ear can only hear the best human ears can hear maybe what eighteen, eight, nineteen at best. Like well, when you're a kid, yeah, we'll call it twenty. Yeah, yeah. If you're lucky, I mean, that's yeah, high that's frequency, true. folks. But, you know, it's it's about expressiveness. Right? It's like a feeling. You know, this high frequency energy. You know, it's the it's the live it's the live performance. The difference between it it and a you know typical recording i mean the more of that detail you get and the less limitation you put on it really the better off you are that's the way we look at it so you i mean the re- look it. at it this way the recording studio takes the time and expense to purchase really high-end equipment that can record at this ridiculously high level so why would they do that unless it was better uh, yeah true okay <laughs> 
You uh, are definitely persuading him. He's uh, starting to nod over now, here. Now, the, convincing you. now, the output of said amplifier, F1 status amplifier, would have what? Because that's something we all have, like, oh, 100 watts, 200 watts, 1,000 watts. What do you need to power your four-way speaker system? Well, yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's a system. It's sold as a system. So, you know, we design it all to work together, and that's why we can do the XLR. You know, the XLR would normally make it less flexible, but in this case, it doesn't really matter because we're kind of dictating the size and, and shape of the system. You know, the amp, being a four-channel amp, makes it, you know, just easier to make the amp kind of ide- idealized. I mean, it's all it's really kind of broken up inside, so it's, you know, it's really four individual amps. But, I mean, it's making it, you know, all of those channels work correctly with the processor and sending the, the right info to the speaker and the right amount of power to each speaker, you know, and, and it works together. That's that's really what makes the whole system operate together is, you know, the, the synergy between all the components. And when we say a four-way speaker system, that means that you have actually, if you had, if you're going to put them all on your door, which you probably won't, but you'd have, you'd have what, a bass, a mid-bass, a mid, and then a tweeter. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. On each yep. door? The sub, yeah, the sub, subwoofer, a mid-bass, a, a mid-range, and a tweeter. Yep. And you're doing that because you can, the more dedicated you make each speaker, the better it will perform? Well, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, you, the, the frequency, you know, each frequency needs kind of its own speaker to, to produce it correctly. You know, you need a, a big, heavy uh, driver to produce really low frequencies. You need a really lightweight, small driver to produce really high frequencies. And by having, you know, one of each, basically, that produces the right, stereo you know the right you know the right frequency response and you cover the whole the whole spectrum the other key to the speaker is the cone material you know that this is the first time we've ever been able to make a whole set from sub all the way to tweeter that is the same cone material you know what i mean usually you have like a paper cone sub and maybe you have a plastic cone mid and maybe a metal tweeter or whatever this is all the same material so it has the same kind of pitch and timbre it all it all kind of matches from low frequency all the way to top and these are all carbon fiber reinforced speakers. So they and they yeah. look carbon fiber. Yeah, I mean it's it's you know it's it's carbon it's carbon fiber. You know it's 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 carbon fiber made in a, in a pressurized environment. So it's dense. It's very hard. It's very lightweight. Um, so it, and it, it's in the way it's designed, it works very well. You buy this whole system, and you have you bring it to your 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 high end installer. Where does he put these? Is he physically? He's not putting them in the doors, right? Or where? No, we we expect this kind of system is going to always get a custom install, and that's why we we're relying on our really our top level specialists to 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 sell it because we know it's a custom installed system in pretty much every case. You know, even the tweeter. You know, the normal tweeter in a car is like an inch somewhere around there, and you know, if you're going to replace it with another one, it's about the same size. These tweeters in this thing are almost two and a half inches in diameter because it allows us to get better performance out of it. So, you know, it's a compromise you make for quality, but it requires custom installation. And we expect that somebody who's going to, you know, shell out the kind of money we're going to be asking for the system is going to be willing to pay for, you know, the best. And What does the system run overall? Or is is that public? I, I don't recall seeing It's the... not public yet. Okay. It's not public yet. It'll be, it'll be announced um, once we, we get close to launch, which will be in the fall. Okay. So a few more months. Will it be one Civic or two? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what year. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, touche. Uh, will it be ah. higher or lower than the starting price of the new Ford Maverick at nineteen nine ninety five? It will be higher. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. A 20 dollars 
car I, audio I system. Saw some, uh, just the gear. I saw some internet chatter with some uh, guesses, and uh, it was stunning. You think what in the forties or fifties? Uh, I saw somewhere starting in the thirty range. Is some assumptions from okay. people in, on the interwebs. I'm dying to know, and I know you can't share it, but I'm going to ask it anyway. The the tooling for something like this, the R and D that goes into something like this, you have to say we need to sell X number of pieces, but on purpose we're going to limit it. So that means the pieces have to be the the kits have to be X dollars. Right. Otherwise, we'll never get we won't make our tooling money back and all the R&D. Well, no, to be honest, you know, we're, we're, this isn't the kind of system we look at as a profit generator. This is a halo, it's dude. Not, yeah, exactly. You know, you, you look at most of the best projects that a car company does, for example, don't make any money. I mean, as far as tool factor goes. And I mean, this this thing's kind of the same way. I mean, it's about the it's about being able to do it and being able to prove that we did it and being the only brand that can do it for us. You know, it's like our engineering, it's like showing off or flexing our engineering muscles. That's what, that's the way we like to look at it. It'll do that. I mean, Alpine's always done that. I mean, I, when I was going to uh, speaker works in the city of orange, California, and I was hanging out with dude, I don't remember the guy's name, Bill, I want to say blonde hair, dude. And Probably Eric Holdaway. Eric Speaking Holdaway. That's exactly who it was. And he's was still Eric. around. And Eric was. Oh, in he his, sure is. Eric was in his twenties, and he. he and, and I think show. I'm like. Does he? I don't know. I think that name's familiar. Eric, really? I don't know. Okay, he's well, a legend, man. He's a car audio legend. And, and I remember, I remember they had a little yellow uh, chain link that went across the their two or three bay little, and I would just stand there for two hours like a doof watching him just make a box or wrench on a car and I didn't own a car I would ride my bicycle over there and and then one time he invited me in and I sat in like a either I think it was a Toyota truck and he closed the doors and he had just installed a set of horns under the dash mm-hmm. and it was the loudest system that I had ever heard and it was so impactful and so so clean and so clear I think he played Tom Sawyer by Rush, and it, mm. which wasn't, which isn't a a really well recorded song in my opinion, but it was the sound went through me, and being in that little compressed chamber, just oh my god, it was so amazing, and that was it, and they and he sold Alpine and Nakamichi and all mm-hmm. the best nothing brands, but the best. yep, nothing yep. but the best. And that was what set me off on that path. And I've never you know, been I, able to afford yeah. the best, but I've always tried to come as well, close as I could with my with I'll my finances. You, pretty much anybody who's gotten into it and gotten bitten by the bug has had a similar experience like that to where they just get a, you know, I don't know there's something about listening to music in a car for me that's just different. You know, it's like you're, when do you really get a chance to listen to music just by yourself? Like, do you set up a two channel system in your home theater? Most people don't have the space or time or you know anything to do that. So it's unless it's headphones. I mean, the car is kind of the only the only spot for me. You know? And it's pressurized when you've got even the best yeah. the best headphones. I was just doing some voiceover work. Yeah, it's not the same. You don't feel it, you know. Yeah, I was doing some voiceover work for, and this is not me gloating, but I am going to be in a cool documentary, which I'll talk about at some point. Mm. And I'm doing this voiceover work. I play the part of the uh, humble brag for those yeah, of you keeping score at home. I'm not even joking. I play the part of Jesus. <laughs> Listen I'm not actually even, not a documentary. I'm then. not. I'm not even. It is <laughs> yeah, a documentary. Yeah. I'm not, not even factual. joking. <clears throat> and anyway, so I'm there in this dude. The dude who I, who was directing me directed ants and a bunch a bunch of other pictures for Pixar and DreamWorks and whatnot. And I'm in his living room with the incredible audio system. 
And then he's talking about his headphones. And I, you know, I'm always wearing our Sony MBR7506s, which every studio in the world has. They're kind of like mm-hmm. the benchmark. You just know what you get with these headphones. And he's talking about his headphones, and I put his on, and they sound amazing. These headphones, and I forgot what they were, um, but they were like four or $5,000 headphones, just absolute way over the top. The, spatially, they were, they were wonderful, but it didn't have the pressurized environment of my car mm-hmm. because when my bass hits, you feel it, and you don't feel it in yeah. headphones. And I think and, that's a big difference. You know, you don't even really feel it it's typically in a home environment unless it's you've got a massive system and you've got a good you got it well you know insulated and i mean it, it you just don't you can't really create that sound pressure generally i mean it, it's just i don't know there's something about it in a, in a car that makes it special to me you know and it, the headphones are a great reference and and for tuning a system especially a car audio system headphones are, are, are perfect you know because you can kind of hear where the tonal balance is but when you get it into the into the car you have to start dealing with that space and that's where the tuning aspect comes into it so we're talking about Headphones for a second, which leads me into your DAP-7909. DAP-7909. Can you tell our listeners what that little handheld device is? Sure. The DAP is the, the digital audio player. So that's kind of what we were talking about before with, uh, you know, the digital playback. It allows it kind of, you know, it's a storage device and it's also a, a, you know, a player. And it can also be connected to Wi-Fi. So, you know, if you're in a garage, for example, you can you can either stream it or you can um, you know you can play back um, you know things that you know that you may have on your on your home device. So it, it actually works pretty uh, you know pretty seamlessly. You know, it's designed to be able to handle these very very large files, these massive file sizes. That's really the key. Can I plug headphones into it, or is it only designed? Yeah, to go- you can't. That's the beauty of it. You you know, if you buy the system, you get uh, the opportunity to use the DAP separately if you like as well. So you can use it as just a headphone jack or as a player for your home audio system if you like. First thing we're going to do is we're going to get F1 status uh, on his phone. phone. On his yeah. phone. <laughs> your phone, it's, it's, so it's like a sine wave. It goes up and down, and you get really muffled and distorted, and then you come back That's crystal so clear. Yeah. I know I know you can't tell. On our side, it's, I'm going to have well, to eat it, this. Yeah, for, for what it's serviceable. Worth, the power has been out at my house ever since we started the call. It went off about an hour and a half ago. My generator's running. So I don't know. Maybe it's my generator in a family. Where are you? Are you, are you living off the grid? Where the hell are you? Good for you. I'm in Michigan, man. Do the Lord's I was work. I'm by my pool earlier, and then a half an hour later, <laughs> it's pouring rain, and the lightning hits the transformer, and it's black. So, well, God, we I can't call it. We won't keep you too much longer, but uh, we do have to know where uh, where your nickname came from. Which one, Brownie? No, we know Brownie. Oh. That's because your last name's Brown. But no, the mother. Steve Brown. Where did that come from? Oh, man. I don't know, Jay. Didn't you give me that? Well, then that's a horrible story. No, no, wait, hold on a second. We were no. talking off the air, and he's like, yeah, we need to talk wait a to minute. him. No, no this is a setup. I, no. You, we were talking out there. You're like, we should ask Steve. We never had him explain how he got his nickname. Well, that's no good if you gave it I to him. No, I swear to God. I'm, I'm being 100% honest. Holman, look at my eyes. I swear to God. I You're did, a lying I, liar that lies. No. That's <laughs> up. I did, dude, I, I'm telling you. I just someone like it was hey, like, ask him that question about like, how great I am. It was it was Gary or one of those dudes is like he's yeah. mother Steve Brown. And I'm like yeah, mother Steve Brown. And we just like I just assumed it had been back from the '90s. People called you that. Uh, no, okay. no, not 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 in particular. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow, it's a uh, nickname it lightning invented. Like I forgot thing, about. But maybe I don't know. That's I don't. Funny. It's, it's because listen again. He's the guy standing next to Eddie Vedder that all of us car audio geeks were like, that's mother Steve Brown. 
right? Lightning being a <laughs> historical revisionist once again. Uh, may, maybe, maybe. Hey, well, he's doing a documentary, remember? Uh, uh, Jesus. See, by the see way, what I did there. If there's anybody yeah, uh, Jesus, in factual. this room that is qualified to play Jesus, it's definitely it, it, not you. It ain't me. <laughs> oh well, at least I have the beard and I go to church. So. You will love the fact that in, the, the, in this documentary, Jesus is a swindling conniver. Oh yeah, it's you're going to be smoth across the table from me, and I don't want any part of that. <laughs> no, you'll love it. No, you'll love it. I don't think it's smited. I think it's smooth. So I'm going with smooth. I think past tense. I like it. Yeah, that hey, works for me. We should uh, we should change Lightning's nickname to Smoth, and in about twenty or thirty years, Steve, when we're on another podcast, uh. You can uh, ask me how he got the to ask him how he got his name. Smoth. <laughs> and we have to all remember it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we just go back to this podcast. It'll be a reference point. Hey, so let's 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 change gears a little bit. We want to talk about OE just quickly before we let you go. Um, talk about what you're seeing in the OE world. What you're gonna what we're gonna see down the pipe with either your Toyotas. Your how about Tundras, the, how about your, before your, you your Rams before you barf out just a bunch of random yes. companies? Maybe ask Steve what truck companies do they currently have product in? Sure, we can do that. How about we do it that way and let him be the expert? Well, you know, we a lot of that stuff's confidential, but I can tell you this. It, it, it's, yeah, I know it's weak. But you know, look, look at look at the dash of the cars that are out right now. Look at the premium option available on the Ford and the well, not so much the Chevy, uh, and in the you know the Ram. I yeah, mean, the that's Chevys. The Chevys have that other company that's no highs and no lows. You right. figure it out. Yeah. Well, there there, there is that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, but it's you know it, it's all coming in. You look at you know look at this Tesla dashes and you kind of see a glimpse of the future. I think, you know, more everything's going to really be more screen based and, you know, the, the dash isn't what it used to be. There's not going to be a hole for the radio. There's not a hole for the radio now. The radio and all that is part of you know a larger system. So, you know, it's about integrating with what's there and, and uh, you know making it cool, making it sound awesome. That's what we're about. Okay, so we've got an older truck, whatever it may be, and we're looking to upgrade the sound system. What is your favorite, currently your favorite piece for upgrading? Are, are you like you, a, an ILX fan? Older, like, uh, well, let's, let's, older, let's, let's, how about not older? How about newer? Because that's the more challenging one. Well, well okay, if you're going to do newer, you're probably going to leave the stock radio in it, honestly. Yeah, no, that's why I'm Unless going with this. Unless it's a low-trim truck, you know. But most, most of them have an eight, at least an eight-inch screen, which, and you know, with CarPlay and all, backup camera integrated, you know, all the towing features. That it, but I want better speakers, and I want a better right. amp. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. You run an integration device, and then you can still run an Alpine amplifier, Alpine speakers, Alpine subwoofer, you know, or FN status. But I was talking more like an old square body Chevy or something like that, right? I, I can fit a, well, yeah, I can like fit that, a single, you know, dan. single dan. Right. So yeah. do, do you have a, a favorite piece right now that you like, that you like the functionality of, that is a big seller that you're particularly fond of? Well, you know, as far as single dens, we offer really two. I mean, and it's it's a choice of mech or mechless, which are both good units. You know, if you're just looking for single basic CD or basic playback, but and mech meaning it, mechanism, a, right? For the CD yeah, mechanism, just that it doesn't have an actual, you know, a disc mechanism in it. it. Just it's just like a CD player, but without the CD. So it's FM radio, Bluetooth, you know, amplifier built in in a same in a single den kind of chassis, right? Okay. You know, we also uh, what. What a lot of people like to do, especially in older cars, if they have a single-din setup, is to do a halo because it's single-din chassis, and then you can do, you know, I a, just a screen. talked to one of my best friends into getting the halo product for his uh, 80 series Land Cruiser, oh, and perfect. he has it, so now he's got all the functionality that he wants. And then you guys also have the module that acts sort of like a uh, 
uh, trigger or uh, S-Pod or some of the, you know, uh, other yeah, button systems. Yeah, the accessory controller. Yeah, yep. where you can do your lights and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And so he's integrating. You can trigger all your electrical stuff. Yeah, so he's doing all that, integrating it all into his, uh, his I, I believe it's a Halo because it's the one that uses the single DIN that has the screen yep. that pops out forward to the dash. And, yep, um, that's a Halo. I showed him that one. He goes, dude, that's what I need. And so uh, that's what's uh, in his uh, 80 series now, so. Love and, that. you know, and he doesn't have to cut up the thing, cut up the, the vehicle to put it in. You know, you can bolt it in, and if you ever want to sell it, take it out. Those things are valuable. Yeah, heck yeah. And, and you know, you can pick your screen size. We make them, you know, up to eleven inches. So depending on the vehicle and depending on what you want to do, you know, you can if it's a hot rod or maybe something cool or a sale car, and you want to have a big screen in the dash, you can do that. And if it's more of a driver, you know, you can you can go all the way down to something that goes into the dash. If it's something that has like a doubled in location, something you know, up into the early mid 2000s you know even even you know late 2000s in some cases uh, you know the most of the newer cars you know from 2018 on you know cars uh, required a backup camera and as soon as that happened that created uh, basically a need for the screen in every dash and you know that you know now with carplay in those screens it's you know there's just less reason to change a head unit well, if you want to uh, find out more about Alpine and especially the Alpine F1 status, it's uh, currently on the website right now. So alpine-usa.com, and you can see it's coming in fall 2021. And then uh, you guys right. also have a very uh, robust uh, Facebook and Instagram. Both of those are at alpineusa.com. And uh, mother Steve Brown, good to hear from you again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, really appreciate you carving out time for us. Uh, you know, we I wish we could do it more often, but uh, you would have to release products more often, and that's tough. Well, you know, more products you're going like, to like often. the next 12 months, Jay. If you like Alpine, and I know you do, you're going to like the next 12 months. Let's just put it that way. we got some big hits coming. Steve knows. So be tuned. That, St- Steve, no, I am. I am. I'm going to stay tuned. Steve knows that I'm a loyalist. Like, I will, I have really called, I have, I've called him before, and I said, there's something that I, I you don't make it, and I have to buy this because I have no other choice. But I feel like a douche. Are you okay with it? I, I I've asked him permission. He's like, yeah, do what you got to do. I'm like, I feel dirty. <laughs> like I feel like I was cheating. That's on a him. fact. That's a factual. I, I, I've uh, yeah, I, I've I've had that in the industry a few times where products and companies that I have a great relationship with, I go and kind of go astray a little bit. Yeah, and they're like, dude, seriously? And I'm like, oh. Yeah, you know. Hey, I I almost forgot to ask you about your your handheld, your portable speakers. Like well, these are the. Can Bluetooth. I talk about that real quick? Oh, yeah, go ahead. A lot of people don't know the uh, Jeep Gladiator has a Bluetooth speaker that is nestled behind the uh, rear seat that's always charging, and so when you go camping or off roading, you just pop pull the seat forward, pop it out, and so there. I've taken our little. It's waterproof. It's dustproof. Uh, I've taken ours out on the trail on like eight or nine different trips, whether I have the Gladiator or not. And it lasts all weekend, and uh, it's awesome. So I've had a chance to play with their Bluetooth speakers. How's the bass? It's pretty good for a little unit. I mean, it's only about, I don't know, 12 inches long or so and about 8, eight inches high, and it's perfect for the campsite. So cool I, little piece. I've enjoyed them, yeah. Yeah, it's like, and it's That's only cool 200 bucks. Yeah, yeah, some user. Yeah, you know, and, and the same team is developing our, our current Bluetooth stuff. And, you know, we're looking at some really kind of unique applications for it the, over the next couple of years, and I, I think, you know, it's going to take us in a little bit of a new direction. I'm pretty excited about it. So I'm, um, yeah, we're looking, we're looking into, uh, you know, new ways to uh, kind of use the the technology that's really becoming 
available and affordable. The, the only thing, it's, it's got to be tough because you as the director of marketing have to worry about is like, what do you do with the brand? Where do you take the brand? Because the brand has always been the best of the best when it comes to car audio. And then you're like, do we leverage our brand equity and then and then dabble in these other areas that aren't considered car audio, you know, with a little Bluetooth speaker that you can sit by the pool? You know, or you, you know, you know. It's interesting. We we did a consumer survey. We actually do with all every one of the Bluetooth speakers that we sell currently. We, we do like an incentivized survey. We give a customer, you know, a little gift for filling out a survey. And we've gotten uh, quite a few, quite a few. And you know, the number one reason that customers buy it is because of the Alpine reputation for sound quality. That's the number one reason. And so the goal is to take that expectation that they have for alpine sound and give them more places to listen to i like that the reputation that for alpine sound to give them more places to listen to it that's cool yeah. solid yeah it's a good right. slug line right there let's end there because right. we're only going to ruin it from there <laughs> i know right it's all, it's all <laughs> down here on a high note <laughs> <laughs> all right mother Steve Brown, Holman, you say it too. Ready? Let's do it together. Ready? One, two, three. Mother, mother trucking, no. Steve Brown. Oh, mother trucking. <laughs> Are we going to do trucking from well, now on? I knew Holman wasn't going to be that easy yeah, to come on. this. Yeah, right. come right. <laughs> No way. All right, my friend. Well, we appreciate you coming back. Um, I will uh, play the part of lightning here shortly and uh, bombard you with uh, emails about uh, things we can do together. Yeah, man. You know, um, let's maybe get together early 22. I think it's a good time. All right. I like Just it. leave it at that. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm dying to know. That means it's embargo. A lot of stuff being embargoed from our show. All right. We'll see you next year. <laughs> hey, it's embargoed from everyone. Don't feel bad. <laughs> All right. All right, brother. Good to talk to you. All right, guys. Thank you, Steve. Right. See ya. See ya. Peace. I feel like we just uh, we broke some news. You know what I'm saying? With uh, the Alpine stuff coming this fall. I think their Facebook broke the news. We just uh, perpetuated it. We just uh, was trying, trying to take credit for it. Oh, uh, Lightning has uh, delivered you guys the best F1 status <laughs> system he's ever worked on. Yeah. And you guys should thank him for all of his efforts on that. Because mm-hmm. if you're an audiophile like Lightning, you will be pleasantly surprised with his work on this one. I don't, what, I, why? I, don't, I don't understand. I didn't say I did it. I had nothing to do with it. Zero. Less than zero. I even found out about it late. <laughs> well, that's not very good for being their biggest promoter. Ah, well, I'm, you know I'm, what's going on I'm in. Why well, I booked the guy. I mean, come on. I'm doing my part. All right. Thanks for booking the guy. I'm not going to own any of the equipment, although I am going to get you, a Bluetooth it, speaker. Will you ever listen to it? Um, In a vehicle, not on the CES showroom uh, or show yes, floor? Yes, I will, because I know that my buddy Gary at Define Concepts will be installing some of this what stuff. What will happen when you hear this for the first time in lossless audio, audio file quality in a motor vehicle? When you say this, you mean us? No, no, no. I mean the F1 status system in its proper natural environment for the first time. I will be probably expressionless. Will you be spoiled forever? Um, I will yearn for better audio forever. Meaning I, w- I won't own it, so I'm just going to be bummed. So a piece of you will always be a little bit off. Well, what's different than now? I know, but that's just awesome. I yeah. love that. <laughs> All right. I mean, I have the CDE-175BT, and I have the ILX, the F309 in, in the Merc, uh-huh. 
and I love them so much. Uh, that would be a Mercury Marauder? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I thought you said Mercedes. No, I said... <laughs> uh, yeah. AMC. Uh, are you doing that <laughs> thing again? <laughs> That's all I'm hearing. People love that. So we had a lot of people that uh, sent us in uh, notes and DMs about how funny uh-huh. that was. Oh, they love home and doing. <laughs> yep. It's not actually not me, but it sounds well, very close it, it to... it sure is you. It's definitely what I hear in my ear holes when it you is, speak. It is most certainly you because I lifted it from this show. I did not do that. Are you insane? That's actually are, me? Are you I thought you, pulled, I thought you stole that off the internet. No, that's you, you moron. From what? This is you doing... It's. It's. I don't know. I just thought it was funny and I lifted it. <laughs> I, mean, I guess it is me. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that was actually me. Yeah, I thought you were so, saying that was just it's, me. It's 100% you. Hold on, do it again. <laughs> I mean that's pretty good. Yeah, I can, I can well, duplicate that. that you, you're you're blah, 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 blah. you're a professional. Can you do it? No, I can't. I, I don't. Blah, blah, blah. I, I, you're. It's yours. I do you it. Again. I have my own drop on the I show. I keep getting ready to play the news jingle, and you keep staying here. Right here we go. Blah, 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 blah. What's amazing about that is, I I helped found the show three and a half years ago, and this is my first <laughs> drop. I think. Uh. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. <laughs> I got to be honest. I it's, mean, it's accurate. I, I think when we have our, uh, our our event July 31st uh-huh. at Oh god, we haven't talked about it yeah, yet. In we the show. should do that right oh now. Oh my gosh. All right, let's we're going to get a news, we promise you guys, but really quick. Uh Saturday, July 31st, correct? Yep. Holman, all right. Yep, yep. Saturday, July 31st, 1 p.m. 1 p.m. We're going to be in Huntington Beach, California at Four Sons Brewing. And thanks for the uh, four or five people that DM'd me directly on Instagram and said, hey, see you there. So glad to know that we'll take up at least a table. Yeah. So listen, uh, grab a cheap Southwest flight if you can afford it. Uh, fly on in to John Wayne. Meet us uh, or, or drive in if you're local. We'd love to see you there. We're literally just going to be hanging out. We are going to bring the last box of shirts and when it's gone, it's gone. And uh, we, we are going to be hanging out 1 o'clock, July 31st, And we'll have the Saturday. recorder. If you show up, we'll most likely be able to put you on the uh, oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. future show. Yeah, listen, we'll, we'll take, uh, instead of doing email or, or uh, five-star hotline, we'll just talk to you live on set. Live on set? Do we have well, a set? Well, we're not going to, we're going to a brewery. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know why I would call it set. Are we like a TV set? Let's just start the news. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? I was standing by to play, yeah. and then I, I, I knew you were going to trump it, so I didn't uh, do it. I, just, I, 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 held, I held back. Yeah. Well, I looked down at the control board here, and the peak, the uh, red LED that yeah. lets me know when we peak, yeah. went solid. Yeah. It, it didn't bleep. It just went solid. Yeah, I could do that. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No! No, I did not. Uh, the F-Series was outsold by Ram and Chevy in Q2, and the worst of it may still be to come. That's the chip shortage is what that is. Yep. Oh, so, my God. Uh, it really it smacked Ford around, didn't it? Oh, Ford's hurting big time. Uh, the F-Series has ended the last 39 years as the best-selling vehicle in the U.S. And the last time the F-Series sales were off so much was uh, back in May of 2008 when things were bad. Ford Corporate, uh, you can hear them. Listen carefully. So production of all F-Series models went from about 95,000 a month in March to as little as 45,000 in June. 
as uh, inventory went from 123,000 to only 67,000. Uh, sales through the first half of the year have declined 1.5%. Uh, Ford's been building trucks and, and waiting for components to come in. So what's interesting about this is they seem to be hurt the most, but do they rally strong if the chip shortage uh, fixes itself before the end of the year? Because they have I, all I those trucks so. already built? I, I, well, and then the, Monster in, increases in sales? They're going to see increases in sales. I think people are excited about the, uh, the Ford Lightning. Uh, the 21 F 150's got a, a fair amount well, of hype power, around it. The Power Boost hybrid, all you, that. The Godzilla 7. But if you can't, if you yeah. can't build them, right? It says uh, overall Ford deliveries were down 26.9% in June oh. compared to last year, and all of its key models are at historic lows, including the Escape, the Explorer. Sounds like uh, this is going to drag on for a while. Uh, Ford cut back uh, at a bunch of facilities, and a bunch of workers are affected. So, uh, so they've sorry. got layoffs happening. Uh, I don't know if they have layoffs, Furloughs? but but yeah, probably something like that. So, mm. so, so if you're one of our listeners who uh, who works for Ford, uh, hopefully uh, you're not you're not impacted by that too bad. Uh, also interesting is if you look at the midsize truck models, um, it's pretty impressive. Uh, Toyota Tacoma, uh, absolutely crushing the midsize segment right now, like like crushing it. So last year, the first half of 2020, 104,699. So what do you think they sold in 2021? How about this? 33% increase to 139,296. Oh my god. The second place was the Ford Ranger. Okay, Toyota just about 140. Second place, Ford Ranger at 58,000. Dwarf just destruction. Wow. And that was with Ranger getting a 26.9% increase. They were at 45,988 the first half of 2020. And then coming in third place, a little bit surprising, is the Jeep Gladiator. So 48,784 up 40%. And uh, that's uh, uh, from 34,827, followed by the Chevy Colorado, which is the biggest loser in the midsize pack, probably because of the chip shortage, I would imagine. They went from 41,273 down to 38,859, which is a almost 6% decline. Uh, our friends at Nissan with the Frontier, which has a big redesign coming up, right. but this is still the old truck, although it has the new 3.8 and the 9-speed in it, they saw a 38.4% increase. They went Whoa. from 19074 to 26392 and even the Honda Ridgeline, biggest winner on the list, went from 14.5 to 24.3, increase in uh, in sales and the GMC Canyon 28% going from 9700 to 12491 so the mid-sized truck market is uh, robust as a total. Uh, all of those together, about a thirty percent increase over uh, over this time last year, which is uh, pretty good considering economy, jobs, chip shortage, all the things going on in the world. Uh, mid-sized trucks are are the place to be right now, for sure. Uh, Tacoma related. I had just asked SEMA data to give me some uh, vehicles in operation. That is uh, total number of vehicles on the road today. 2005 to 2021, how many Toyota Tacomas do you think are on the road today, according to uh, our good friends over at SEMA? This includes all engines, 27354. Starting with what year? 2005 to 20. That's where their data stopped. 2005 to 20. That's, uh, what, 15 years? Correct. Um, I will say uh, 1.5 million. Guess again. Okay. Uh, 2 million. Guess again. One. Price is right rules. <laughs> 2.518 million. Over two and a half million 
Toyota Tacomas are still on American roads. That's bonkers. Lightning, did you hear? How about new? No, I did not. How about the fastest police car ever tested by the Michigan State Police who certifies police cars for all agencies in the United States? 180? I'm guessing. I don't know. 180? They say fast. I meant quickest. Oh. I don't Uh, know. How about the 2021 Ford F-150 police responder? Quickest acceleration by a police vehicle they've ever tested. Zero to 60 in police trim was... Zero to 60 in five, five, three. 5.4 seconds. That's 1.2 seconds quicker than the previous F-150. Zero to 113.1 seconds with a top speed of 120 miles an hour. The Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, which also does a similar test to MSP, quarter mile in 14.4. Hmm. That's pretty, uh, pretty damn impressive That's for right. a police truck. Sure, yeah, yeah. an empty bed. Do you think they'll go to uh, Ford Lightning's? I doubt it. Yeah. Not at this point. Just too There's, short a range. Well, yeah, range, yeah. and you need, you're running a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm sure that's the future at some point, but I don't think we're there yet. Uh, Ford's own press release says the 2021 Ford F-150 police responder showed dramatic improvements over the original, cutting 5.8 seconds off its average lap time during the Michigan test and 3.6 seconds per lap during the Los Angeles test. The Los Angeles testing protocols adds 400 pounds of payload to the police trucks and SUV to simulate cargo. Uh, laps in the uh, dynamic test run on winding, curvy tracks, as well as tight city courses to simulate real-world pursuit driving mm. conditions. And Ford says the torque-on-demand transfer case also played a role in the truck's overall performance since it facilitated carrying faster speeds when cornering. So um, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is impressive. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? What? No. No, I did not. Ram is uh, making some moves for 2022. I didn't hear. Tell me more, please. (laughs) Have you not not done this dog and cat thing before? I say something, you pretend to respond Uh like you care. I give you information. Holy shit. Tell me more. Sometimes you care. Sometimes you don't. Uh I always Uh care. What a dick. I always care. All right. uh, I'm hanging on every word. How about the uh, 2022 Ram 1500 Limited 10th Anniversary Edition? What? Seriously? What is wrong with you? (laughs) I'm listening. 2020. One anniversary Two. edition. Twenty twenty. That's what I said. Are you here? <laughs> are you present? Do you are you part of the same show I am? Twenty twenty two. Yes. Anniversary edition. Yes. Right. What's new with the Ford? <laughs> <sighs> Ram fifteen hundred. Well, you know, on the Laramie Longhorn tenth anniversary edition, you do get a plaque as well as quilted leather wrap seats, door inserts, and a doily suede headliner. Uh, you can get uh, indigo and seesaw gray hues. And a doily. <laughs> and you also get the multi-function uh, tailgate. Uh, and you get the 19-speaker premium sound system. The quilted leather seats are look very scrumptious and voluptuous. Like a doily. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> you can get the 10th anniversary with either the Hemi V8 uh, or the EcoDiesel. Price starts at uh, 61870 so that's about 3225 bucks Over the standard Ram 1500 Limited, which is already... Uh, arguably the most luxurious truck out there, but that's not all the Ram news we have right now. Uh, Lightning, did you hear? No. No. Because I haven't told you yet. That's why. That would make (laughs) sense. Uh, Ram is also introducing the Ram 1500 Laramie GT and Rebel GT uh, for 2022. These models offer uh, enthusiast customized performance features straight from the factory, as the press release says. Uh, Standard performance highlights include an exhaust system, cold air intake, 
performance pages from SRT added to uh, the the screen, paddle shifters from the TRX, and a console-mounted floor shifter also from the TRX, which you can get in your Ram 1500 Laramie. GT or wow, Rebel GT. So that is cool, and I'm not just yeah. saying that. Some uh, some trickle down from the TRX tech making it into uh, quote unquote lesser models, even though uh, both of these are pretty cool. So if you aren't a fan of the knob and you want to go to a uh, console shifter, then uh, you lose a little bit of console space for that. But a lot of people like having just a regular shifter, and you'll be able to get that in the I GT want models. It, so uh, five seven, the six four, and the three liter diesel. These will be available in crew cab configuration with the five seven liter V eight with e torque, which is their mild hybrid. The Ram fifteen hundred Laramie GT has a starting price of fifty five four eighty, and the Ram Rebel GT starts at fifty five three seventy five, and then both have a uh, one thousand. Both have a $1,695 destination fee. The 2022 Ram 1500 Laramie GT and Rebel GT go on sale the third quarter of 2021. So if you're interested, it looks like you can probably, uh, should be able to order those pretty soon from your Ram dealer, if not right now. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! God, no! No, I didn't. Well, that's because I'm out of news and have nothing more to tell you. No! No, no! 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 Because you're sad that news has ended? Yes, I love news. All right, well, you're going to have to wait till uh, next time for more news, but for now, I think we should get into some inbox. You email? Yeah, I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. I'm dancing. Dancing. I'm grooving. I'm rad. I'm feeling funky like my dad. No, it doesn't work. What is wrong <laughs> with you today? I am punchy. I'm sorry. Oh, man, read an email already. Oh, my God. You handed me a, a, a small Bible's worth of... Uh, oh, these are all printouts of photos. Pictures. Huh, okay. You first, Holman. <laughs> or me. I'm going. Here we go. I'm first. This is Lightning. Lightning's next truck, except for he calls me Jay by my first name. From Mike Doyle. That hey, just listening name. to the latest episode when I heard Jay get all giddy about the new lowered Hummer. I knew this would be perfect for his new project truck. Of course, he's got to get Holman's F100 finished first. And he's got some photos. Thanks for all the work you two put into this show, keeping us entertained. Five stars and yeah, buddy. Five star review. Five stars. Hashtag yeah, buddy. And in case the link doesn't work, here are some screenshots of the lowered Hummer. And oh my, that is freaking awesome. Oh my. Holman, look. That's it. That's a, that's a. I handed you that that's email. That's a drift. Tri- well, I'm showing you again because it's so awesome. That's a drift Hummer. It's slam bagoed. Hmm. What would you call that? Slummer? <laughs> like slammed Hummer? Slammed Hummer. Slam, yeah, Slummer. Sla- slammer. Slammer? Slammer. Slammer. Well, slummer. Slammer. I like Slummer. I don't like Slummer. No, slammer. no, that's a, that's a, hum, Yeah. No, no, hum, no. hum ye, hum, hum dragon, hum dragon it, hum, I don't know. But is that even a real one, or is that just a fiberglass chassis over something? It does look fiberglass-ish. Yeah, I don't think that's real, because oh, those, look at the no, lugs on the wheel. That's, yeah. a, that's a GMT 800 oh, wheel. Oh, it sure is. That's a five-lug wheel. That's so dumb. Oh, lightning, oh. hopes are dashed once again. Oh. That's what I'm saying. That is what you're saying. All right, uh, I got one here from, looks like, John Greg says, here you go, Lightning. 
Oh, another guy who... Uh, wait, 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 why, why are you reading this if he says, here you go, lightning? Uh, he says, hi, gents. John Gregg again. My Murano identifies as a truck trade-in. Bouncing around... Uh, it's a sleeper going Thursday in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I thought I would give Lightning this info. Here you go. A new off-the-dealer lot old man's truck. I'm 54, my son. And nephew tell me all the time, old men drive F-150s. <laughs> With tons of power, they're 25 to 32 years of age. But I get it. New sport trucks from the 90s. Why not? Just get the new Frontier and add power to it. No one has done it, and it doesn't look like it had been around for 20 years. Kids tell me Ford hasn't changed its look since 2004. It's fairish. Yeah, I, I, I think, well, subtle differences. Yeah. But. Uh, or how about that long bed, regular cab, GM truck with a bed delete, have the frame shortened and drop a short bed on it. Get a Ram and do something with it. Sorry, no ideas on this one. To me, the new Ram looks like an updated 20, 2005 GM truck. No, no, I disagree I with that. that. Uh, I don't know anything, and that's why I said get the Jeep easy to modify. I figure if the Chevy being built, maybe Banks is building it for you. Be easy in the wallet, in a uh, Sport or Willys trim. But that's just a screenshot. I'm sure many other dealers can do this. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Five stars. Congratulations. You have earned five stars. And hey, Ram even comes with airbags. Well, good luck uh, with your next truck. And Holman, maybe you should offer a fan of the show the shotgun seat in your off-road adventures. Uh, that's John Gregg. P.S. Uh, sleeper typing on a phone while going down highway is horrible. What, is, right. what does that mean? I, I, is he sitting in a sleeper truck or something? Sleep, he must be. Anyway, he's uh, sent us a photo here of uh, an insane Ohio Ford dealership now selling 725 horsepower F-150s for $39,995. Although it's an older article from 2019, I guarantee you those prices are not uh, valid now. No, definitely not. I follow, uh, there's two dealerships that build uh, Roush Performance Supercharged. Well, they don't build them. Uh, they get uh, them from Roush. They get, no, no, they're they're buying the parts and they're putting them on. Oh, then they're not a true Roush. They no, just have they're Roush not. parts Th- on That's them. correct. They okay. are. Yeah, I follow those guys and they're actually pretty entertaining. It's just weird. You wouldn't expect that a dealership could make good videos. They're not yucky yuck. It's just like, here's what we built this week. We never build two the same. I forgot what the guy's called, but uh, I think they're on both Ohio of all places. Ohio is huge truck country. It is huge truck country. A big fan of the show is the subject line from uh, Kelly. Hey, Lightning and Holman forgot one of the ends in Lightning. Um, until recently, I didn't listen to podcasts because the poor internet service made it hard to download them. When searching for podcasts that uh, that Finnegan and Friedberger had been on uh, for a road trip a month ago, I found your show. I just planned to listen to the shows that they were on, but really started liking your show entirely. Um, I started to binge listen from the start during wheat harvest, and now I'm over 30 shows in. I'll be binging more over the next few months. To me, the mark of a good show is how hosts take interviews or products I'm not interested in and make them enjoyable to listen to. Y'all do it awesome, and I even sing the jingles now. If you send me a t-shirt, I'm size 3XL. Oh, and I almost forgot. Five stars. Five star review. Five stars. Kelly, thank you for listening to the show. Really appreciate it. And uh, we don't have shirts unless you come out July 31st to... Uh, uh, Which means lightning where refuses are we going to again? mail them. Forces Brewery, Huntington oh, Beach, right. July 31st, 1 p.m. Huntington Beach, California. That's where we're going. That's where we're going to be. I'm going to be there. You, I may forget. You may forget. <laughs> uh, it is in your calendar, though. I've got one here from Devin Ivancic, and I hope I'm saying that right, not butchering his name. He's got a lot of Z's, C's, Y's, and K's in there. Hmm. Uh, it's his toe pig question. He says, sup, Lightning and Holman. Hey, I have a question. Pause right here. Yeah? Everyone calls it a toe pig, but I hadn't heard that term, I don't know, maybe about three, four years ago, and now that's all I ever hear is toe pig. Yeah. I'm sure it's been around for a while, but yeah. why just in the last couple of years is that just like a thing? Everyone calls their tow rig a tow pig. Uh, probably because all the HDs got uh, 
HD Wars. Got a lot of spotlight put on them. New enthusiasts. Big power. But the, the pig. Factory. Where where'd the pig come rig. from? Rig. Like tow rig. Yeah, tow I get pig. that. But is it a pig because fuel they got economy crappy sucks, Okay, that, there we go. That's what I was They're curious. It was way a 8,000 pounds. Got it. They, all right. Uh, Devin says, sup, lighting and Holman. My name is Devin sup. and Isaac, And I work at the Kentucky Truck Plant. Building the Super Duties, Expeditions, and Navigators, and this is where I fell in love with the 6.7 Power Stroke, driving them off the end of the line. And I ended up buying a 2011 F-250 6.7. I use it as my daily and wheeling tow pig to pull my dad's 67 Ford Bronco with 37s, Dana 44 full float 9-inch 306 stroke linked, and James Duff radius arm, and eventually my 2002 Ranger when I finish it. 4BT Cummins, 500 horsepower to the crank, turbo 500 Atlas 2, Super Duty Axles 4 link. Oh, jeez, man, on and on. That's a... Quite a list of awesome so parts on there. He's boasting. I think so. Says I love the truck. Done some work uh, to it as well because I can't leave nothing stock. Mods so far include a trip to Mexico. Read between the lines. Tunes from Rudy's Banks Cold Air T4S 367 Turbo Kit from sending diesel track bars. But the truck blows black smoke back only after I got rid of the stock turbo went to a bigger setup. Just didn't know if I needed. <laughs> Well, he's asking a question here. He says, just didn't know if I needed to go to a bigger air cleaner because listening to some of the Banks videos, I've learned that choking down the airflow can lead to lots of black smoke. And I agree with Mr. Banks himself. It's wasted power. Of course it's wasted power. It's uh, charcoal brigettes that are uh, flying into the air. He says, I'm just looking for some tips or ideas. All right, well, Mr. Banks, uh, what do you have to say about somebody who upsized their turbo and is getting some black smoke? It's not The, the uh, air intake's not going to help. You got to downsize your turbo, or you need to. Mm, boy, you got to you got to find a good tuner. You put it. That's what happens all the time. Guys go with a big tu- uh, a, a big turbo, and how are you going to spool that thing up? It takes heat fuel. and exhaust energy. It takes fuel. Yep. And when like modern trucks, they normally emit some smoke, but it's being caught by the diesel particulate filter. You don't see it. In these old trucks, you know, you got a 5.9, you got a 6.7 pre-DPF, and you, you turn up the boost, it's just going to litter the air with smoke. I don't know. That's just an oversized turbo. It's turbo inappropriateness. Oh, turbo inappropriateness. Mm-hmm. Well, good use of our uh, Truck Show podcast coin term there, Mr. Lightning. <laughs> Uh, I think you need to downsize your turbo. That That's one of the main things. Is it's, Guys bolt on turbos, they think they need one that is much too large well, you guys have even proven it with the uh, the Killing the Duramax series. The stock turbos on these trucks have a pretty high headroom that they can make good power without having to replace injectors and 550 all that kind of stuff. 550 on a new Duramax L5P all day long, yeah. and 600 you can do, but you've got some wear on the turbo. It's not safe to do 600, but they'll do it. You don't need to go you know, S400 or something. All you're going to do is have this issue. And I'm not bagging on you like this is so common you have no idea because every diesel shop just puts on a big turbo because it's they don't really care if you blow black smoke. They just they're like you want power to say you're going to get it and you're going to get on the top end, but in order to get there, you're going to roll coal. So you're the only way to solve that is tune the snot out of it or downsize your turbo. Lightning's next truck from Aaron Cannon just keep avoiding the truck life and get a wilderness outback. <laughs> mm, no. That's so up your alley. Prime soft-roading lifestyle. I'm <laughs> curious uh, if you've had the opportunity to drive it, Holman, and your impressions. Uh, we actually had one in the parking lot last week when we recorded the show, and I took some pictures of it. It was the first time I'd seen it in person, and uh, 
for what it is, I hear it's pretty decent, but I don't have any firsthand knowledge. I don't do too many of the uh, the car-based stuff. I usually stick in the truck world. And my uh, the fortunate thing about my position of where I am is I assign people to go do drives. So I drive the stuff that I want to drive because I can do that. What? Somebody's got to do it. I'm just. Saying, Why are you looking at me like that? Just because uh, you know you, you don't you don't hard, you don't work hard anymore. You know what I mean? Just your feet oh, yeah. up. Oh yeah, my sixty freaking hours a week. Of, your your uh, feet up are on the uh, on the chair across yep. from me, stinking because yep. you don't have any shoes on. Yeah, and it's you're hot chilling here. And freaking nasty. And you're just you're just place. emailing people, uh, like cracking the whip, telling your writers what to do while you just cruise around. Yeah. and, and it's, it's you know, two hundred thousand dollar AMG cars and nope. and not uh, accurate. Oh no, not even. Uh, the most expensive. What was the most expensive vehicle that I've driven lately? It was that uh, GL mm. series, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess I was probably. But that Mercedes. Th- that was, was what. That's got to be one hundred forty grand, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean it's not two hundred grand. I'm not driving anything crazy. Driving you like, would if you could. So driving would I. rad stuff like TRXs yeah. and Raptors. TRX. And TRX is what on the sticker. Or as it sits on the floor is what, yeah, above 10, 20? No, no, no. God, no. No, they started like, it's like, what, uh, 69 or something like that? So they're what like- I mean they start at 69? What's the real, they don't come stripped. Sure, you can get one with cloth seats and a rubber floor and all a that TRX? stuff. A TRX? Yes. You can? Yes, every TRX has the exact same options uh, in terms, Shut the front in terms door. of drivetrain. So it doesn't matter. A TRX is a TRX is a TRX. What you change are the level of luxury in the uh, interior. And okay, I'm, what if I want cloth, but I want the 12-inch uh, uh, AV system? Yeah, I believe they all come with a 12-inch system. <gasps> you can get cloth yeah. on a TRX? That ain't true! That's not true! It's not. So get your facts straight. No way is what I'm saying. Yeah, every uh, every TRX is a 702 horsepower uh, supercharged beast. It doesn't matter uh, what it is. They all have launch control. They all have the same you know wheels and tires, unless you do the uh, upgraded to nope. the beadlock capable wheels. Nope. And I'll tell you right now. Nope, I'm saying you're not wrong. Right. You're just maybe less than right. That's what I'm saying. But I'm not less than right. Mm-hmm. And yes, there are dealers out there that have markups. So I'm sure people go, well, what's the real price that you can get on the street? But when you've got dealerships that are out there, um, like a you know Glendale Ram that doesn't do markup, you can get into a Ram TRX base price uh, with destination, I believe, is 72120 72120 base means what? Means I'm getting its cloth? Yep, you can get a uh, cloth slash vinyl bucket seat. Uh, you still get the twelve inch display, um, but you don't have you know all the all the fancy bells and whistles. I mean, you you do give up a lot of interesting options. So like here here is stuff that you wouldn't get in a seventy two thousand dollar version of the TRX. Sure. You don't get a TRX level one equipment, which is body color door handles, four way front headrest, bucket seats, four way uh, power lumbar adjustable for uh, wrap driver you, passenger you, you assist get, handles. You get a bench right? seat. Yeah. No, I think you do. I think it's like the power wagon. You get a bench with, seat? With the 12-inch. No, that's not true because you still have the console shifter. So uh, ignore me on that one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you don't get like the box lighting and the eight-way power adjustable seat or the, the rear accent lighting or underseat storage or rear window defroster, right? Uh, you don't get the carbon fiber trim. You don't get... Uh, heads-up display or rear-view auto-dimming uh, digital display mirror or advanced safety group with adaptive cruise control, link keep. You don't get the bed utility group. You don't get the trailer tow group. But, I mean, you still you still get a lot of truck for the money. 
Uh, cloth vinyl bucket seats uh, are standard. The Uconnect 12-inch display, also standard. Um, now, you get the 12-inch display. Is it the 19-speaker system? Uh, I don't know. I think that's still a $1,195 upgrade. Okay. So you get a lower trim, but it's, I mean, it still sounds good. But it, uh, the thing is, a TRX is a TRX is a TRX. So, like, if you're somebody who wants, you know, something a little bit more base, then you don't have to have, you know, you don't have to have all the bells and whistles and have I a hundred thousand dollar truck. I, I bet you that special order because I bet you everyone that gets a TRX is getting the fully loaded one. Yeah, it's no different than what Ford did to me years ago uh, when Raptor won four wheeler pickup truck of the year. And unlike most ve- vehicle manufacturers, they didn't let me spec it; they just sent one, and it was a base model white cloth uh, Raptor that doesn't exist. It was like under forty forty five thousand or something. It was basically a border patrol demo vehicle. So anybody who works in uh, you know government. Uh, accounting office and does government contracts knows that the U.S. government can't buy vehicles with leather seats. So when Border they, Patrol they can't, nope. I when have, what? When Border Patrol wanted to have Raptors, the first generation Ford had to take the leather seats out and put cloth seats in. The current generation, you could order it as basically with cloth seats, so that it would meet that. You know, uh, Border Patrol could buy it because in the past, Border Patrol would buy a vehicle. Like if you remember, they used to have Broncos and Expeditions with RCD lift kits and Bilstein shocks on them sure. down in San Diego that they would upfit. Well, the Raptor is all covered under warranty; doesn't require any aftermarket parts, and so that was a Border Patrol demo truck, guaranteed. It was white, had zero options on it except for I think it had. Uh, Trailer backup assist, which is super weird, but it didn't have a trailer brake controller, which is so which the, is weird. the no leather thing is just because that's considered a luxury. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and it costs more. So right. I mean, if you're trying to hit a certain p- price point, but my my point is, you still get a lot of truck for the money at seventy two thousand dollars. Oh, still expensive, but yeah, it's a yeah. lot. It's a lot. Of money. I, that's news to me. I would have assumed that you just have to buy it fully loaded, or that's no, it. No, you can order it. Wow. I mean, you know, no dealer's going to order that because they're not making a bunch of money. But if you want to order it. Walk in and put your order in. No, oh. no worries. You don't read all your emails, dot, 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 and one from uh, Wes Van Pelt. Lightning and Holman, two bones to pick with y'all. And that's Y apostrophe A-L-L, y'all. Number one, after listening to this week's episode, it is evident that you didn't read my last email as quoted below, considering y'all didn't seem to know anything about the SD33 in your Know Your Notes section. Number two, Lightning. I am sorely disappointed to hear you decided to give up your Chevy. I mean, as much as I would love to see you in a Ford, no new truck will compare to that 66 in coolness factor. I don't care if this doesn't get read on the air. Just would like to know that at least y'all actually read your email. Wes Van Pelt. We read our email. Hey, guys, here's the deal. We get a lot of emails from you. We try and read every one that we can, but we don't always get to all of them. But we do read them all. So if you sometimes it's just a space. Sometimes by the time we get to your email, it's not timely because there's something specific that you were asking us. And so then we just skip over it. But we always try our hardest. All right, Lightning, just so you are aware, I just did a new uh, inventory search of all the Ram dealers in Southern California to see what the cheapest one available is, because your theory is no dealer would offer the base truck. All right, and as of today, Puente Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Puente Hills. Oh, that's by my office. 73180. 73180 so, for the stripped version. Nope. Well, not totally stripped. It has granite crystal metallic paint, which is 200 bucks. Okay. It has a uh, trailer tow group, which is 395 That includes trailer light check, trailer tire pressure monitoring, and trailer brake controller. Also has a, the $250 option of lower two-tone paint 
And it has the black fold trailer tow mirrors for 445 bucks. Yes, you can get the trailer tow mirrors on a TRX. So there you go. There is uh, one available right now. Wow. 20 miles from here. All right, got one uh, One here from Jacob Boone. Actually, got three from Jacob who writes us all the Jacob time. Jacob is prolific. Yeah, he's a prolific emailer. I'm going to put, they're all short, which is what we like, Jacob. So I'm going to put them into one uh, one email. Uh, one was written at 151, that's up. They're, they're consecutive late well, yeah, at night. One was at 151 p.m. One was at 2.13 p.m. Probably while he's listening to the show. Then one was uh, a week later. So. Don't type and drive, homie. All right. Uh, hey, Lightning. Uh, here's my thought of why they are all work truck model Mavericks. They're being modified. Mostly like Mavericks? SEMA. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Ma- I never said all Mavericks. Did I, maybe I was joking. Like I said in the last email, you don't buy the top bottle, just rip all the stuff. You just paid for off to put on better stuff. So Jacob says that. Well, that was about uh, Ford F-150s. They're, says, all, they're all stuff. No, I think that's when we were talking about Mavericks at the 1995 price. You were saying that, that nobody's going to have the base model truck like you just did yeah, with TRX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's contradicting a, myself, as, right. I, as I often do. Then he continues, you have a Ford coupon, so clearly get a Ford, something you can afford, which is, isn't is much. Get a Maverick and tell everyone you'll jack it up and then nope. slam it. Nope. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell everyone one thing and then do the other? Right. I'm good at that. Right. Uh, so Jacob knows you. No. I, I, can't, I couldn't live with a Maverick. All right. Why not? I'm not cool with a, a truck that small. But you have a Mini that's small. That's different. Okay, just checking. It's, uh, it's like a go-kart. All right, uh, then you've got uh, this one, New Jingles. Y'all had a listener calling about making jingles you know what? for you guys. Wait, wait, wait. I have to stop here for uh, a second. I, I, You know, that's not true. I would I would drive a mini truck. I just, a Maverick is a modern mini truck. But I don't, but uh, no, it's not okay. It's not okay. But a mini truck is a real mini. It's like a Toyota or a Nissan. You know what I mean? A mini is a mini. This is the closest you're getting in this day and age, I dude. ain't doing it, so that's why I'm going to okay. pass. Okay, all right. Mini truck hater. What? Yeah. what? I'm uh, a mini truck well, lover. One more paragraph here. He says, you had a listener calling about making jingles for you guys. What's new in trucks could use a new jingle? What? He says, and the rolling coal jingle needs to go. You, you guys 100% disapprove of rolling coal? You guys don't have truck nuts? Take that how you will. <laughs> so maybe get new ones of those. No. Yeah, but it's funny. No, that's because it's, it's, it's anti us. It's yeah. irony. It's it's us being like come on, smart Jacob, asses of Come on. A message to you, Holman. Subject line from Eric. Okay. Why isn't there a ska jingle? You clearly read that wrong. A message to you, Holman. That's what he's doing. He's doing the specials. He a message is? to you, Rudy. That I'm, that I'm was not, a not, ska dude, inside am, joke I right am, there. No, that good for him. That I, was that was nice. Dude, I see I, what you did there. The specials. Come on, they blow. No, they don't blow. They're just whatever. They're uh, that's a ska band. So to, that's, uh, that's, uh, shut up. Could stay gone. No, wrong. So to answer your question, the reason there's no ska jingles clearly uh, Lightning's disdain for ska, and also I didn't do the jingles, so I, don't, I have no listen, say. Over listen, it. hold on a second about the ska thing. I don't have. I'm kidding. I don't have disdain for ska. However. Ska is such a, a a brief moment in time. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it was, okay, no, it was this is where you're wrong. No, this is where you're wrong. It was a brief moment in time with you as a tastemaker radio station. That's correct. It was a blip on the radar. Yes. Ska has not gone away. I, ska is on like the third or fourth wave of Ska. It, dude, it's Just like because a, you no, guys only a, approved a, of it for three years. It's an ankle slapper. It's no, not a wave. No, it is. It's a complete wave. There's a lot of great <laughs> bands that are still out there. There's a lot of new ska bands. There's a lot of ska shows happening. A lot of bands getting together right now, and there's some concerts coming up that look pretty rad. Yeah, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy selling out the, the Rose Bowl. How about the Mighty Mighty Boston's? No. How about the Aquabats? The Aquabats. How about Real Big Fish? Those, are all ba- they can't, they, they, those bands sell out 200 seaters. Less than Jake. 
Again, 150 seats. No way. If there's a less <laughs> than Jake on. reunion today, they would all it, show well, up. Well, that's a, yeah, a reunion show maybe. Come on. It's all small stuff. It's not all small it stuff. It is small stuff. By the stuff. way, it's better small stuff. Wouldn't you rather be in an Mr. Music? Wouldn't you rather be in an intimate theater somewhere? I'm, listen, where I'm you not can, saying where the it, band is spitting on you because they're so close. I'm not saying it's not good music. What I'm saying is that it's 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 become irrelevant. It has not become irrelevant. It's become irrelevant to you as you go into your electronic uh, yell at crap. <laughs> I don't know what what whatever your new college alternative is. Uh huh. And I know what you're thinking. I'm I'm evolving as a music lover while Holman stays in the past with the 1,200 songs he likes. Yes. It's accurate. It's correct. That's exactly what happened. Right. I don't don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's accurate. I can't go on from there. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. You're out. That's it. I'm just saying, like, yeah. You, you, I would like. I, I, in vain, tried to play new music uh-huh. for Holman of different ilk, and no, he, and what he you would play not is noise at your, eleven in the car where nobody can appreciate that's it. That's just not true. I, I have played to soak many in my music. I played many I, I different to, styles. I have to sit there, and I have to have really good audio quality, and just my hand, my palms up as I'm relaxed, just. Mm, just taking it in. You can't blast me with your whatever music on eleven because then it's just noise. I have to have to be at one with the music and understand it, and listen to it, let it soak into my loins. I you don't... on the other hand are like, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> oh no, well, hold on. You're like, <laughs> yes, like that. Yes, that's all I hear. So that really, when I play my new music, you just hear. <laughs> That's what I hear when you play ska. How about we play something that we both can get behind? Like the The goodbye music? Yes. (laughs) Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to poke fun at us for doing bad podcasts. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. The Truck Show. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, he's lightning. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Holman, and we are... uh, uh, at Truck Show Podcast. Sure. Why not? Yep. At, L- at Sean P. Holman at LBC at Lightning. LBC Lightning. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> just, just let it breathe. Let it breathe. Just... Let it breathe. Let it breathe. Okay. Uh! Oh, nice. Thanks. Didn't see that coming. Uh, That's what she said. Did you like the bed? Can't help yourself. I uh, co-host the podcast with a 12-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Man-child. All right, listen, July 31st, it's a Saturday. We'd like you to join us at Four Sons Brewing. Well, I was going to say brewery and brewing. It's the same thing. Four Sons Brewery in Huntington Beach, California at 1 o'clock. We're going to be there drinking and Ubering home. That's our plan. We'd love you guys to join us. Please come out and hang out. You can uh, poke fun at me for being truckless yet again. And uh, you can talk to Holman and get real truck yeah, advice. Yeah, that's funny. You can't actually say, look for Lightning's truck in the parking lot. I cannot. Nope. I will be driving a, a work truck, I'm sure. But I will not have one of my own just yet. Or ever. I'm, at some point, I will. At some point, I will. Hmm. I feel very confident about that. Uh, I don't. You really don't? No. Not, no. Not so much. 
Well, if you're truckless like lightning and you want to rectify that situation, <laughs> head on over to uh, NissanUSA.com where you can check out the Nissan Frontier, the Nissan Titan, and the Nissan Titan XD. Both the Titan and Titan XD have the industry's best five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And of course, you can build and price and see all the features and options at NissanUSA.com. Or your local Nissan dealer. And if you're in need of a new battery for your truck, head over to DuralastParts.com where you can check out the Pro Power line of batteries. Pro Power, a reliable power for the customer who's cost conscious and wants to get back on the road. Comes with a one-year warranty. Pro Power Plus meets or exceeds OE standards for the customer who wants a dependable factory replacement and a two-year warranty or the Pro Power Ultra. Designed to outperform OE for the customer who needs more starting power for extreme climates and power-hungry applications. These batteries have the maximum number of plates and grids to deliver the most power during startup and up to 1,000 cranking apps and come with a three-year warranty. And for those of you who like an absorbed glass map battery, check out the Pro Power AGM. It provides starting power, deep cycle capability, and advanced technology for vehicles with accessories that demand greater power. They have two times the cycle life of conventional batteries, cycles more, and recharges faster. Three-year warranty. And you can find more information about all these batteries at DuralestParts.com. And since you're already online, head over to onxmaps.com where you're going to find the best mapping software ever created. I think that's what they say, right? The best mapping software ever made? Uh, that's what we say. Yeah, I mean, it I is my so. favorite. I've used a lot of mapping software over the, uh, the the course of my explorations, and onxmaps.com is my favorite. You can download the apps from either the Apple App Store or from the Google Play Store. You can go farther off-road with 550,000 miles of off-road trails. Of course, you can find open trails near you, track trips, add custom waypoints, download maps for offline use, check out some interactive maps with featured trails, find campsites and non-ethanol fuel stations, use their awesome 3D and satellite mapping feature, and of course, you can use it across all devices, whether you use your laptop, your tablet, or your phone. Any changes on one affects all of the others. So no matter where you are, you got Onyx in your pocket, start the new seven-day trial today. But hey, it's only $29.99 for a year for the premium or $99.99 for the elite package. Check them out today, onyxmaps.com. Holman, if I download the Onyx Maps app, will it take me to the uh, the bathtub filled with marbles out in the desert? Well, if your friend took a uh, waypoint, he can send it to you on Onyx Maps. You can navigate right off the app, get there yourself. Will you take me? Uh, yeah, I'll take you. You will? Absolutely. I'm more than happy to uh, take you out to the desert. Uh, but you've got to put the shovel and the lime in the truck bed. The shovel and the lime? Oh, because you're going to kill me and bury me? No, I'm taking you to that bathtub that you were so interested in. Oh, this is not going to go well for me. Let's go camping. (laughs) The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. Hi guys. It's Alice. Sorry I haven't contributed during this episode. That's because I wasn't listening. I tuned out when Lightning began playing Holman's blah 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 sound effect. It was just too silly for me. For your sake, I hope the next show is more mature.